oh man. Get that Celtic hat. Better late than never. We out here. 101.5 UMFM. This is Gamer Runs. My name is Neil Noonan, and across from me, my home and my partner, Sue Ridge Kanda. What it do, baby? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. You know, it's Monday. It's a good start to the week so far. It wasn't a regular case of the Mondays. You got nine hours of sleep. That never happens. Ooh. Yeah, so things feel, I feel pretty good right now. Um, the fatigue hasn't hit. And, you know, I'm here to talk basketball with my dog. And that's all that matters right now. Ow, ow! Here we are talking basketball. And I mean, it's not necessarily the dog days. I would say August is very much the dog days of basketball, especially yes. this year, having the World Cup at the end of August uh, just finishing uh, this past week. We meant to talk about it last week and trying to intro uh, the final four, but you know what? We got too excited. We had too many things to talk about, and it was good to be back from our first episode here in the preseason before the NBA season starts. We're going to talk about World Cup today. It's over now. Congratulations to Spain and Big Spain, Toronto Raptor. Honestly, hey, rightful winners, uh, a team that's been together for, for a long time. And uh, Marcus Gasol, what, what a summer. Oh, yeah. No what a doubt. summer, man. Apparently, he is the first player since Lamar Odom to both win the NBA championship and World Cup in the same year. Oh, the more you know. First international uh, player as well. Very cool. Um, and... Th- First non-U.S. player. Sure. I guess every player is an international player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so. true. But we're talking World Cup, so you don't even know. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, big question to you, though. Do you care? No. It, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It really sucks. The World Cup kind of set themselves up to be... Uh, I think the World Cup is too full of themselves. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> okay. What? Whoa. Hot take. Here we go. Please explain yourself, sir. The World Cup in soccer matters so much more. Right. The World Cup is where the best players come together and play the sport that they love. The The Olympics for soccer or football um, is 23 and under. The World Cup for basketball is the same rules as the Olympics for basketball. The Olympics have a storied history, whereas the World Cup of basketball has jumped back and forth on a few things uh, and basically tried to work in correspondence with, you know, every other two years of the Olympics. The World Cup of basketball doesn't have the dream team. Um, The World Cup of basketball doesn't have... uh, Do they have the redeem team? No. No, they don't. No. Yeah, Mm-mm. so um, they, they don't have the same stories and legacy that comes with it. And our view on what matters the most is the stories and legacy that are attached to something. That's what is attached to the World Cup of basketball, that these guys want to be different. So instead, they made it a five-year gap, and they're going to try and be the governing body of basketball where you should adhere to our style of play. Um, and that, to a degree, backfires because a lot of players at least North American-based. It's still a world sport, and I still think it's a great idea and a great thing for the world of basketball to have a basketball World Cup. But you're just a lesser Olympics basketball in this regard with a slightly different qualifier, right? Uh, you may give more countries opportunities in that regard, and you may give, you know, you, you may find incentive for just more international play. There's more basketball in the summer. That's good. 
But dude, it was in China. You know how hard it is to get NBA players who have to worry about an 82-game season out to China? Yeah. That's tough. And that seemed to be the trend all summer, right? I mean, there was a week, I think it was at the end of July, maybe early August, where we basically saw an NBA star drop out a day from Team USA. Yeah, no, you're right. It was, uh, you can make a roster of players who not even, who didn't go, who just withdrew. Right. Just the withdrawals alone and injuries alone make up almost a 10-man, 12-man roster. Yeah, and it's it's incredible that, uh, it's, it's sad that we're even having this conversation because I'm not even sure where it starts. Like, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing, right? Who values this tournament? And what are the what kind of positives do you get out of it as a player? There's a lot of reasons to stay home, especially when it's in China, right? That's a long ways away. You're at least away for a few weeks, right? You're you're playing against fantastic competition, probably the best competition. That's going to be better than any Chris Brickley uh, run in New York, right? Is, yeah. is playing against Argentina and Spain and and France and, and name all these teams. That is better competition. You are going to become a better player at that point. But when it comes to whether it's healing injuries, spending time with your family, the list goes on. Um, it's it, it's fairly rational to see a lot of these players bow out. Right and and decide to skip on this one, especially when the value comes from getting that gold medal in the Olympics. When you're going through Hall of Fame stats, when you're looking at a, a player and all their accomplishments listed in bullet points, do you ever see World Cup finals? No, maybe it's far down the list. Probably not. <laughs> Kevin Durant had one of his greatest outings ever in 2010 World Cup. He was the go-to guy on that team. Wins the gold medal. That is never brought up, ever. Has Kevin Durant ever said, I'm a World Cup of basketball No, no, he has <laughs> not. No, he has not. And, and man, he averaged like 36 a game in a 40-minute game, that tournament. It, it just doesn't matter, right? And everyone's going to be looking forward uh, to the twenty uh, to the Tokyo Olympics, pardon me. This is where all the big boys are going to come out. And I'm really curious to know if you have any sort of ideas to fix this like is it the under 23 is it to make one of the world cup or the olympics either or like just amateurs only like it used to be before the dream team is it to get the nba to take a hold of this world cup and make it their own is it to change the timing of it i don't know what the answers are do you have any no okay yeah the problem i mean yeah (laughs) it sucks because the problem is they they kind of play themselves with the under 23 thing because like fifa they have an under-17 and under-19 championship already for FIBA. So you, do you need an under-21 and under-23? Like, what, what, And when do you pull players from the under-19 team if they promise to be that good, right? right. Like, like there, there's a lot of politicking and, you know, uh, you're making more teams. It's almost like you're, you're doing provincial teams at that point, right? For World Cup championships. Uh, there might be issues with... I would personally have an issue with rather giving more countries a medal just to give them a medal and hosting more tournaments just out of marketing opportunities, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I think it's a bit capitalist to just make more tournaments and to make an under twenty three thing would pair it the Olympic version your FIBA and you're parroting the Olympic version of football. Right uh, to make it under twenty three. So I think there's a couple issues with that. You can't change the age, change the time. Well, the last one was in twenty fourteen. The one before that, twenty ten. 
2014, I think, was a good year where I think Harden, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Demarcus Cousins. It was a good team. It was a good team. Kenneth Freed. Uh, I want. I want to mention Kenneth Freed because he was one of the main dudes on that team. That everyone on that team had a great 2015. Yes, it was a great bounce around. It tends to team. happen. Yeah, the, the 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 team USA bump where you get to play and practice and co- get coached by the best staff and players available to you in your entire country at For that like time. like a month straight. Yeah, it's yeah. a phenomenal learning opportunity. It's a great pre-preseason. And, you know, that's not available to everybody. And this one felt, uh, in a lot of instances, taken for granted. And in a lot of instances, just too difficult, too, too unreachable for a lot of people. Um, Devin Booker would rather feel comfortable complaining about getting double teamed and in, in pickup. In God cr- bless Joakim Noah for doing that. That's yeah, so right. funny. Yo, I, I love that guy and I miss him. Hundred percent. I love you, Joakim Noah. Uh, we love you. Um, if you're playing basketball, you're you're prone to getting double teamed. I'm sorry, Devin. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. It's so but funny. You can't. <laughs> they they tried doing that. They changed the time. They make it every five years now. And this was the fifth year, and it was just like it was a little bit tough to ask. So, because um, that means it's kind of brushing up a little bit closer to the the Olympics next year. And, you know, maybe if there was a two-year split, maybe if it were 2018. I think that's what they want. Yes, because it was kind of running ideally. Right. Two years, two years, two years, two years. World Cup, another year, and then Olympics, another year, World Cup, blah, blah, blah. That's a good alternating, you know, range. But they kind of want to be the bigger powerhouse. Right. For, and... I mean, I think that's for a multitude of reasons, uh, many of which I we won't understand, but uh, they think they're in the position to be doing that. And you know what? Power to them, because they still had a great tournament, and they still have many headlines and lots of coverage. Um, maybe not as much in North America because of the strength of the Team Canada and Team USA teams, though. So... It depends what their goals are and what markets they truly want to reach because I'm sure Argentina, Spain, and Australia and the Czech Republic all had, you know, good support. Us, we're Canadians. We didn't really care about this team. Oh, it was awful. It and, was truly bad. And we, I feel like we we had a fairly good taste of it because we had that Team Canada come here to Winnipeg yeah, to play. And who showed up? Cordy Joseph. Big shouts, Corey Joseph. You're, <laughs> For you're, real. He's a real one. Yeah, he he's by far and away the most loyal to this Team Canada. And, I mean, Kelly Olenek is there. He hurt himself. He actually just couldn't play in that, uh, in that preseason game or the pre-tournament game, so to speak. But the amount of players that... Canadian players that even I, I'm not even sure if they just saw what Team USA was doing and those players and then they thought they were equally as talented or as experienced where they're like, oh yeah, we'll just sit out as well. But it was a crapshoot, just like Team USA. A list, um, um, almost an entire roster of players completely left off Team Canada because they just didn't want to support. It's funny you say that, Neil, because you and I took this as the exercise to try and make teams of players who did not show up. And it's so... this, This exercise itself... Kind of pissed me off more. 
because I, I started looking at this team and then just watching. I, I actually didn't watch, going back to your first comment to lead off the show, I didn't care either about this. I didn't watch one full game of this World Cup at all. I would definitely watch the Team USA highlights like the morning of after yeah. the game because almost all these games were at like 6 a.m. local time, right? This is the official dump on FIBA episode, but oh, please continue. With, without a doubt. You know what? Change stuff they want us to, to be fans. Yeah. I would watch the highlights and I'd be like, oh, so it, uh, say it ain't so. Like Donovan Mitchell went 11 for 24 again. Whatever. Same old story. Okay. But seeing all these teams play and Spain, France, Serbia, they have phenomenal rosters. Australia throw them in there that have grown together like throughout 10 years. That Spain team that gave Team USA trouble a decade ago when Rubio was 16 years old is almost identical right now. <laughs> it's insane. Like, yeah, they they lost to Gasol, but they almost have the exact same team. And looking at those teams and then comparing to this Team Canada team that I made of all the players that bowed out, we would have absolutely competed. That's what's so sad. I'm going to go through it right now for you. So again, God bless Kelly Olnick, Corey Joseph, and Ken Birch. Also made the roster, played on the team, didn't do much. These are all the players, including this starting lineup, that could have been on Team Canada this summer, but chose not to. Here we go. Starting guards. Jamal Murray. Shea Gildas-Alexander. Number one overall pick, Andrew Wiggins. Wow, he made the team. Dwight yes. Powell. Tristan Thompson, your starting lineup. That's a really good start. Yo, boys can compete. That's a that's almost if Wiggins weren't on that team, that would sound like a two K roster of mine. Sure, that's yeah. a very good Man, roster. You're putting out SGA and uh, Jamal Murray in the backcourt. I love it. Nikhil Alexander Walker, nice, great pull. Yeah, great pronunciation. Rookie uh, going on uh, the Pels seems to have uh, shown out in summer league. Would have been really good. Would have been nice. Another rookie, RJ Barrett. Oh hey, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we got classics like Dylan Brooks, Trey Lyles, NBA champion Chris Boucher, and our boy Brady Heslip. Of oh, course. A mandatory pick. Of course. That's a heck of a roster. That, that that's could, an incredible roster. That could absolutely compete with a lot of these teams. Have they played together a lot? No. Whose fault is that? Is it Steve Nash's because he's the GM? Actually, apparently he's not. Apparently, Daddy Barrett is uh, is the new real Rowan. GM. Big yeah. shouts, Rowan. Uh, Rowan Barrett out there for Team Canada. But man, looking at that team, it it makes me even more upset thinking about how competitive they could have been and gotten a bid to the Olympics. They're not in yet. No, only twelve teams make it. Yeah, I I think they do have to compete in. Uh, uh, some sort of qualifying tournament. Yeah, in February, I believe. Uh, I right believe it's the Americas. Something like that. Yeah, but who? Like, who's going to show up to that during the NBA season? Yeah, that's another issue. No one. Brady Heslip might. Uh, that's another issue with FIBA. Actually, I think they're moving their qualifiers from outside of the summer to during the season, and that's another reason NBA players are not going to care about FIBA. Totally. Yeah. That's an incredible roster that you put together. Um, one the likes of that I could only. I could only really put a Team USA ahead of that in terms of just number of overall NBA players, right? The fact that you named everyone on that team except Brady Heslip as a current NBA player, I think? And Brady's got to be in it. I mean, 
it's it's Haslett. Right? He, he's the token yes. Canadian Absolutely. on the Canadian team. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of demoralizing, but at the same time, like <laughs> yes. if we don't yes. care, obviously, why would they? <laughs> right? Very true. There's no incentive. And they see they grew up in the same era as these NBA players who also carry the same legacy. We're not talking about Canada, USA. We're talking about North America. North America grew up under the legacy of the Olympics. They want to play for the Olympics. And there's no no incentive to be on this team. Uh, with that said, that team's a pretty solid team. And I thought it would be not nearly as challenging, but an equally fun opportunity to build a Team USA roster of players who did not uh, show up for the Basketball World Cup. So, uh, for, for guards, actually, I'll give you my starting lineup. De'Aaron Fox. I love that. I, You know what? He's the one guy that left that team. He gave it a go, and then he had that last exhibition game, and Pop played him like five minutes. And he's just like, no. And just decided to play DJ White for 30 Straight and Fox up. is like, nope, uh, I'm not going to China to sit on the bench for DJ White. I'm out. Yeah. It matters so little that that you named him DJ White and not Derek White. Oof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Gary Harris, of, of course. Oh, two, yeah. Two-way player. No, I love this so far. Jimmy Butler. This is a 2K team of mine. You need a winner. Yes. Aaron Gordon. Uh, I really Collins. like that. Aaron Gordon was that guy uh, Bill Simmons brought up on his podcast, right? Of like guy like twenty four year old. You don't know what he is yet, but like tons of potential, tons of athleticism. Why not guard anyone on the floor? Exactly, get versatile. up down two way, and at the least bit like kind of versatile tweener in between positions. Yes, right? he would have been a blast. So my starting lineup: De'Aaron Fox, Gary Harris, Jimmy Buckets, Aaron Gordon, John Collins. John, mm, yes. Right? Yo, tell me my boy Trey is on this team too. First off the bench, Trey Young. Yes, absolutely. There Let's go. go. Here we go. Uh, the other guard to round it out, the scorer, going to get lots of minutes, probably your sixth man, actually, Devin Booker. Yes. The, I'm actually he, surprised he's not starting now. Yeah. Hey, uh, he. I originally had him starting over Darren Fox, but then I thought, what does every team have in the Olympics and World Cup of Basketball? Cohesiveness. Yep. The ability to share the ball. Movement. So Booker's at the, on the bench. <laughs> Booker's on the bench, yeah. He can score. He can even get buckets. Uh, he can even get dimes because like, he, he was making assists last year. He could be the playmaker off the bench. I like that, though. Straight up. But Fox is a better playmaker. He's not a better player. He's a better playmaker right now, though. Yo, sidebar. Who do you want five years from now on your NBA team? Do you want Booker or do you want Fox? Fox. Really? Amazing. I know. That's hot. Amazing. That's a hot take. Yo, that's... homie scored 70 points in an NBA game. You see how fast he is, bro? He's fast. No, I love Fox, too. I probably yeah. would have said the same thing. Yeah. But uh, just he seems like he's going to be that guy just happy to put up 30 on a garbage team forever. Booker gets buckets. Yeah. There's no doubting that. Booker is mm. the best bucket getter on this team that I have. I just remembered that they drafted Aiton first overall. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Aiton. Yeah. That was a while ago. He's, uh, he's Bahaman, I think. He's from the Bahamas. Uh, big shouts to the Bahamas. Currently going through some tough times. Yes. Um, anyways, Darren Fox, Gary Harris, Jimmy Butler, Aaron Gordon, John Collins, Trey Young and Devin Booker, Karis LeVert. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. versatile. Blue guy. Yeah. Not going to ask for the ball. Just mm-hmm. do his job. Ben Simmons. Wow. Yeah. It took you that long to get to Ben Simmons? Now, this is this is a tough one because... Yo, start him at center. Well, <laughs> this is a tough one because 
he hasn't played for USA or Australia yet. Ah. Yeah. So, I forgot he's Australian. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But he, ha- he, he hasn't played officially as an adult for a team yet. Wow. Yeah. I don't think he has. So he can still kind of declare for Team USA if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Okay, yeah, I don't know the rules beyond that. Like, does he have to get some sort of... Apparently you could switch once. Like, okay. Yeah, you could switch once. <laughs> and he think he played when he was 18 or 17 for Team Australia, and then they didn't invite him to camp, and he's spite- spited them every- ever since. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Zion Williamson. Yes, Duh. of course. Yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yes. Oh, great. Okay. Same, We're really rounding up here. Same thing as John Collins, seven footer, two way player. Yeah, I actually uh, think he he should start at center. Straight up, I would I would not be mad at that. There's and, a lot of choices on here. This team is already better than the yeah. other team. Rounded out DeAndre Jordan because I need a big guy who could set screens and just crash the boards. Great for locker room chemistry too. Hundred percent. He's farting on the plane and stuff. Just a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are all either withdrawals. Uh, Darren Fox is the only major withdrawal. Um, or players who didn't even get invited. So, or players who uh, omitted themselves. Uh, Devin Booker decided to not go. 22, doing nothing. Um, John Collins, 23. Aaron Gordon, 24. Jimmy Butler is the oldest dude on this team, if I'm not mistaken. DeAndre Jordan and Jimmy Butler are the only 30-year-olds on this team. So this yeah, is a young team. Butler's going to be that vet that takes... Th- takes things seriously he knows how to win yeah even though he hasn't won the big one he knows how to win i gotta tip my hat to you sir this is an incredible roster you just put together oh thank you very much i tried my best to not do the the olympic roster if you will the yes. russell westbrook james harden Kyrie oh, that, irving yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's steph curry that would make this conversation extremely boring too unfair lebron james steph yeah. curry it, it everyone knows everyone knows because you just have to name three quarters of the nba all-stars right yes so um, putting that team together was extremely fun because I just thought of what players do I go for in 2K, right? Like, what players do you have faith and promise in? Right. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, basically going off this Team USA, Team Canada thing. The biggest thing, first of all, shout out to Spain. Uh, you already mentioned that. But, like, the biggest thing I wanted to talk about is Team USA actually, like, losing like losing the big one. You know what's funny? We're 25 minutes into our World Cup show, and we haven't even talked about the real Team USA's placement yet. Seventh. Seventh. Awful. <laughs> Seventh. <laughs> Which actually brings me to my next point. Were they treated fairly? I, I gathered some. I gathered some. Uh, he- some headlines, if you will. Um, here, I'll start with this one. SB Nation. Team USA is playing against Poland for seventh place. Bad. No offense, Poland. CBS Sports. <laughs> Americans suffer early World Cup exit at hands of Rudy Gobert and company. Yeah. Big shouts, Rudy. Uh, Rudy had a hell of a tournament. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the ringer. Team USA can learn something from the NBA super team era, uh, which I assume means team cohesiveness and firepower. That is such a ringer headline. That's an extremely ringer headline. Uh, Washington Post. USA basketball has been this low before. Last time responded by dominating the world, which is almost applicable to anything USA. Fair. Not, not just basketball. They'll, Fair. they'll just dominate the world, no matter what. Yeah, fitting coming from Washington Post. Here we yeah. go. And, and then a very level-headed take by Miles Turner, um, which got a lot of coverage. Like, the sacrifice they made, the heart and character of this team and the staff, like, you can't question that. In regards to this being a B team. Yes. Is, are those headlines fair? And this is not a trick question. Like, do you consider those Yeah, fair? I just think there's so many branches off this tree of conversation of, like, what happened... Uh, who who's the blame? Is that like I don't even want to talk about who's the blame. First and foremost, I love what you said there. Every single player on this roster 
no negative things to say about any of them. No, you showed up. They showed up. Uh, they put together like six weeks of hard work. They went to China for the three weeks. I really just think it came down to a chemistry thing. Yeah. You know, and Kemba, Kemba was supposed to be the, well, he was, he was like the vet star on this team, but it really kind of turned into the Donovan Mitchell show. Right. And I think the Jason Tatum ankle injury was big as well because he was a guy that was soaking up a lot of minutes for them. And a, a big point for this roster construction, so to speak, was they're bigs. Right. Oh yeah. Like I think Miles Turner had huge a, flaw. Uh, he had a really big opportunity to to kind of cement himself in in this kind of B plus landscape of the league where stars are. Right. If he came, imagine they win gold. Right. I think Miles Turner would have had a big part of that because I don't think oh, yeah. Brooke Lopez or <clears throat> Miles Turner or sorry not <laughs> Miles Plumley, pardon me, would have had uh, a big impact if he came into this Pacers season as a gold medal champion. I think that would have been big time. It didn't work out the way they would have hoped. But I really just think that this roster in general, and maybe this goes down to the Calandrolos or Pop and Kerr and the people that put this together, it, it just didn't seem to mesh well. And I don't know if there's something to be said about Pop. I really love all his comments throughout the entire uh, process, so to speak, of really just, he he better than anyone has such a level head and can see the big picture. Uh, uh, out of anyone um it's incredible always giving uh always giving props to the teams that uh beat them and stuff like that but 100 percent. yeah man it's it's a it's a weird thing um it's and it's one of those things too that like because of the timing of it being in september there's not a lot of nba news going on so these headlines are going to pop up right the the talking heads are going to start happening we need something to talk about yes and with that we're out of time to talk about stuff. Yeah, and a full episode of the World <laughs> Cup. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost kind of glad it's over because now it's really just pushing towards this NBA season, which we talked about in our first show. So much up in the air. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, not necessarily NBA Jam duos next episode, but who that third guy that needs to pop on every team uh, to make these teams contenders. Dude, it's nice talking to you as always. As always, my friend. Peace out, everyone, here on 101.5 UMFM. You're listening to Gamer Runs. We'll see you next week. Ta-ta!